0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host Michael Booth and I'm here today uh, at home. We're in the living room this time. First time, normally I'm in the closet so sorry if there's a little echo. We tried to set up some panels and hopefully it's not too bad. Uh, I was at the weed store today because I needed to go. I needed to get some more of that weed. I was in line and there was a lady behind me. And she thought that it was okay to talk about her family drama on speakerphone, in line, behind me, and, and about five other people. I, uh, I couldn't believe she was doing this. It was about her her daughter and her mom, I guess. And I knew the whole story because I just sat there and listened to the whole thing. Her daughter and her mom were getting into it because her daughter was staying at her mom's house but wasn't cleaning up after herself. Classic, classic argument, I feel like, among, amongst families. But I didn't need to hear about it on speakerphone. I don't need to know that information at all. Um, But I felt like sharing it with you guys. She talked the whole time. Like, she was in the store ordering. It was insane. I kind of wanted at one point just to pull out my phone and start videotaping her. Because she was, like, ordering. She was ordering, like, her stuff from the bud tender. And then her mom is yelling at her on speakerphone while she's ordering. It was amazing. Uh, I should have recorded some of it so I could play it right now, so you believe me that it was true. But I have a I have a guest today. He is known as the unofficial um, mayor of Santa Cruz. Uh, he's a guy that I met doing doing comedy uh, in Santa Cruz early on. Uh, I I met him a few times, at a few different mics. And then it's like the f- first handful of times you could say I met him, it was, you know, it was him meeting me for the first time, but it was not me meeting him. Uh, and, this <laughs> uh, and it took a while for him to start like, oh, OK, I know this guy is now. Uh, anyway, um, really good friend of mine. Really funny guy at uh, Schwa Smith. How you doing, dude?
1: What up? What up? How's it going, everybody?
0: What up? And he's here in person, by the way. We're doing it in-person in the living room. Yes, indeed. This is a new thing.
1: No, it's nice. So the whole Zoom mic situation, the whole dealing with everybody through the internet thing, it's like, I just I, I just can't do that. You can't do that? I just think it's awful, dude. I mean, we tried to do it. You know what I mean? We tried to do it. We had technical difficulties. And uh, it was wait, the, that was the first one I tried to do. Wait, like, you tried to? Oh, you're talking
0: about when we tried to rec- record remotely? Yeah, yeah. That was, like, the first time you tried to do anything online
1: comedy-wise? Besides, like, beat-off with, like, an ex-girlfriend who lives in a different state, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, that's the only other time I've tried to do something like that, but, like... Okay. Yeah. No, it went terribly. It went s- just slightly better than reigniting an old relationship with somebody who's hundreds of miles, if not thousands of miles, away from you. You it's, know what I mean? Why do we do that? I mean, no one even came in ours. (laughs) Was there like a disconnect? Did it disconnect? It made me feel like a cam girl, dude. Why? Just because you're staring at this screen and just being like, I'm really happy to be here. But like, inside I wasn't, you know? Like, (laughs) I was having technical difficulties. It was terrible. It's not working. I'm just like, I'd much rather just be like... Not recording myself in front of this computer masturbating. Gotcha. You know? <laughs> so you decided to do this with me instead. Yeah, this is so much better. <laughs> Every other podcast I've ever done is like, it's an excuse to like, yo, you get to go to someone's house and see what they, like, how they live. Especially in comedy. Fucking weirdos. Yeah. You get to see how weirdos live, dude. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite things.
0: Am I a weirdo?
1: No. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. But like. I don't know you just said we were really good friends like I I think that people you know if you say that they're a weirdo but you also say that they're really good friends you're like alright they mean that in a nice way
0: ah uh, I see like I'm okay yeah
1: you, you're the type of dude who does a podcast and gets super stoned all the time like uh uh-huh. that's 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 the good kind of weirdo dude It's fucking rad i guess yeah okay
0: good kind of weirdo okay yeah i'm with you now uh <laughs> you've got a weed merch shirt on dude it's like <laughs> i do yeah come on shout out bovita sponsor this podcast hell yeah dude
1: bovita sponsor this podcast this i met week.
0: i met the founders of bovita one time at work no way yeah i took a picture with them wearing this shirt they were like
1: that's cool yeah
0: so i met you i met like spots to me
1: though yeah dude <laughs> Jeez, th- through another through a weed comedy show i got to meet the dude that um blow was based off of oh the movie yeah that's um, pretty cool. what's his name something young uh, it wasn't carl young that's a different dude neil young uh not I mean, neil young he does look like neil young though <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> He he looks exactly like Neil Young, he, like m- melted but with long hair. You know. Yeah. And uh, but I remember talking to him, and just being like, I have a picture of me with him. It's just like, yo, what up, dude? Like, how wild is this? He's just like, he's like, I'm on a speaking tour. And I was just like, that's cool. It's like, this has got to be a little bit different from importing tons of cocaine all the time. Uh huh. Now you're just talking to stoned idiots. He's like, it's a fat paycheck. I was like, dude, who... Fuck. Who, like, who gets... Who, who sponsors that dude's podcast? Yeah. All he's going to tell is cocaine stories from, like, him trafficking cocaine and shit during the height of it. It sounds really interesting, though. It's like, yeah, I'm sponsored by cocaine. <laughs> this show's brought to you by... The Colombians. It's sponsored by Alpha Brain. <laughs> it's sponsored by the fucking Tourism Board of Colombia. What's <laughs> up? <laughs> it's, it's, most of them are boner pills and shit. Sponsored yeah? by American Airlines or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, dude. Sponsored by Southwest. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, yeah. That's what I should yeah,
0: That's better. Southwest Airlines. What up, dude? This is your show. What you <laughs> Bro. anyways, uh I wanted to ask you about like your start into kind of doing stand-up Because when I met you It seemed like you were already kind of In the Santa Cruz scene Like you were like one of the people Like at least from my perspective Coming well, in. When, out did, when did
1: you start doing like coming to Santa Cruz and stuff? Um, so let's see Probably Probably like
0: end of 2018 Early 2019 I started coming like
1: often Hell yeah, dude So like Yeah, basically about like, So I was probably like Four to five years in Around that point Wow okay. And I, I actually re- It's funny that you asked me this Because I recently quit doing stand-up comedy Not because of the coronavirus I, I actually quit about,
0: You're done?
1: About two years No, I have not done I, I quit participating in, in local comedy So Okay uh, Well, I feel like it's just the next step In my career is just is not doing shows for free. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's like oh, if somebody wants to do like pay me to go do a show. Like the last two shows that I did were in Reno and fucking Sonora. Yeah, you hit
0: me up about the one I think you and Jennifer hit me up about the one in uh January. Re- yeah, yeah, the Reno one. I had I think it was yeah. like conflicting. I think with uh, the Salinas that would have been fun, dude. I wanted to go so bad, dude. I should have just had. Oh. I should have just told. I should have went Yeah I don't know
1: I just heard stories about it The other day From, from Jen Because we were hanging out Yeah And I, it was just That was a whirlwind few days Because it was me Jennifer And Burger. And like You know When we're hanging out We're gonna get fucking wild and shit And so you got like Basically it's a one night One nighter That turned into like Fucking Four days Wow It was just three I mean three days Because it just did The driving and shit Yeah but, like, you know, it was just, like,
0: we... I drove to Reno from Washington one time in, like, a day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's brutal. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, it was a gnarly ride,
1: but it was just, like, I think me and Berger leading up to that had been, like, a month sober. of no, Like, no drinking and shit. Okay. And we were just, like, yeah, I'm not gonna go to Reno with two other comics on a road trip for, like, I think we got paid 50 bucks to, like, do this show. It was just, like... I'm not gonna go and 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 yo. Know, there's an even better point. Is when I'm saying like, I quit doing comedy that doesn't pay. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's literally the tiniest part of it. It's like, fifty bucks to drive to Reno. Yeah, that's for not... three days. It's like Yeah, yeah. It's just the fact that there's money being exchanged. Uh huh. Anyway, like, you <laughs> asked a very important question at the beginning. No. <laughs>
0: It's all good, I just wanted to know, you said you started about four or five years ago, like, where did you... Oh, well,
1: when I met you, it was about, like, six, um... Okay. Yeah, basically when I started, it was... fucked. yeah, I just had a terrible breakup, uh, the band that I was in for, like, ten years, like, just kinda ended not very amic- amicably, Okay. and I had spent probably the better part of a year just, like, not doing shit.
0: Is there, any, is there any stuff online of that band?
1: Oh, hell yeah. No, dude. We went viral and shit. It's a What's the band name? The name of my band that I was in was is Time Machine Modulus. We became Reddit famous for a minute. We still get referenced. Uh, we became Reddit famous about four years after the band had ended. Right. And we got famous off of a uh, uh, high school Battle of the Bands video that nice. was on the internet, which is amazing.
0: Is it still on the internet?
1: It's hundred percent song. Oh yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to dude. check it out.
0: It's fucking fantastic And I'll probably have to Drop a link for it If you, hold you us, check d- it out Drop a link, dude I'm, I'm <laughs> a man
1: of many traits, dude
0: You okay. can drop
1: links To my fucking Newly burgeoning Woodworking career okay. Oh, okay yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were gonna Talk about Yeah, we were gonna Talk about glass falling later
1: Oh, wait, I still haven't Answered your first question um, Look
0: It's okay I, I think the first question Was how you started comedy I think you're still Getting that. I know, this is what happens okay. When I show up four You're still hour. unpacking it, dude I said it was about Four hours early it's For okay podcast No, you're good <laughs> Uh I can have some it's cocktails good uh the first question was like yeah how did you start you said you did about four years when I when I met you it was about four years
1: yeah so just like where uh, was it you
0: said you started after your band broke up
1: yeah so uh the first time I ever did stand-up was um yeah it was a pretty sad sack of shit like alcoholic and we were at the upstairs red room in Santa Cruz which uh the upstairs red room had one of the 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 first the first comedy show that I had ever been to. Uh like besides like something that was like a real thing. You know, like the store, like uh I got dude, I got to see fucking what's his name from uh who's the fat dude from uh not Seinfeld, but Kerb. Uh Jeff Garland. I saw Jeff Garland live. Dude. Oh, I think that was like the yeah, first stand-up yeah. show I ever saw. Wow, okay. It was Jeff Garland and uh, everybody loves him, dude. Ray Romano.
0: Oh, nice. That's the
1: first time I ever saw stand-up like, live. And it I was, was like, Ray Romano?
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was neat. It was just some weird fucking free function shit. Weird. But, uh, yeah, so we were at the upstairs red and the they were doing this comedy show there and i was there with my friend his girlfriend and like a group of their friends and they're just like oh it's an open mic i was like what does that mean like you can just sign up and perform i was okay. like fuck yeah cool like let me go up there that's sick and i i don't know i would never you know Written a joke out Or like thought about joke structure Or anything like that And it was terrible Oh, I'm sure it was garbage I'm sure it was hot garbage But was What was funny is that Through that entire comedy show Is there was this very drunk lady Right in the front (laughs) row Who was heckling the entire time And I, I knew enough about comedy To be like Well How come none of these comics Are like dealing with her Yeah how come the host of the show isn't dealing with it? Like, what's going on here? So I basically had one joke about, like, uh, being drug tested for work and knowing that you're going to fail. You know? Mm-hmm. So you just shit into the cup instead of piss into it. <laughs> and you make eye contact with the guy who's, like, supposed to stand there checking. And just, you know, you say, like, fun things to him. Like, you know, how's your kids doing? Like, surely sh- like, it's there's no structure and it's shitty. It's fucking, it's terrible jokes. But I was like, as long as I can go long enough with this material for her to heckle, mm-hmm. then I can just fuck with her. So I get like two ideas and not even jokes. And then she's just like, man, nah, nah, this is not funny. And she's like lying in her boyfriend's lap. Like that kind of drunk, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I was just like, man, just started ripping into her, <laughs> and that was the, the entire rest of my set was just being like, yeah, here's another thing, fucking, blah, 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 blah. Wow. and then she's she's that's your first time. You're just ripping that was my somebody? first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she right was just like going
0: off, dude. She's just like, fuck yeah,
1: <laughs> but like still lying on her boyfriend's lap. Who's just like, fuck you, dude. Like that's not fucking cool. Like I'm gonna <laughs> see you after you get off the stage. And i are just like. Yeah, I know, like, but there's my group of friends, you know, and they're like a whole corner, yeah, you know, booth, and just, yeah, shut up, booth, anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, like, fucking, yeah, and fuck you too, dude, you're like, yo, fuck you twice, because you're letting your girlfriend act like this in public, and you're not being the person to be like, chill. Yeah. Like what's Yo Before you get started What's up with that And it was just like Whoa And then I basically ended myself With just like Yo Fuck all this shit The management needs to handle people like this better I don't know who's in charge of running these mics and shit mm-hmm. But y- Y'all should do better <laughs> And then So from music Is this like The mic that I have That has an on off switch You know Okay yeah The reason why mics have on off switches is for putting them back in the microphone stands so it doesn't go every yeah. time exactly oh so you turn it off put it in the mic so stand yeah you, you conveniently flick it down yeah and then you can put it back in the mic stand and the next person knows to turn it on to flick it grabber. on and that's what's known as a hot mic Ah, uh-huh. you know what i mean it's insane in six years of comedy how many people I've yeah. just seen, like I was
0: just while you were saying that, I was just thinking of the times I've seen you like try to be like, "Dude, just turn it on," and people are like, "What?"
1: Yeah. There's why does
0: not want me to do the show? because the mics off.
1: And a I'm switch? like, geez, dude. Dude, it's it's microphone etiquette. Man. Yeah. It's just like it's basic like understand like, especially in comedy, man. Like the literally the only technological thing that you need to understand. Is that some mics have a switch on them <laughs> And if it's not working To check the switch Yeah, You know But so I put back You know I put the microphone back And the thing switched off mm-hmm. And then the host comes on Ah fuck I, I wish I could say the dude's name I can't even remember it But he like ran the show and everything And um, he was just pissed He was pissed at me that you just went at this lady I just went at this lady and, and I did talk shit about the show You know It was <laughs> just like not being handled correctly First time dude <laughs> Yeah, And he's just wow. like who the fuck He just starts this angry rant Into this microphone that's not on Yeah, And he can't figure out how it's not on <laughs> So he's going And everyone in the audience is like We can't hear you To a just very angry determined dude And he finally figures it out And he's just like what the fuck and then fuck you and you're never gonna be anything in this <laughs> and what are you having uh, <laughs> And so keep in mind this dude I didn't it, I didn't, I did not say this yet, but uh, yeah he's dressed in an all red suit and it's the red room. It's like the seam of this bar oh, is yeah, like it's red. It's red, yeah. So there's a red backdrop behind him. It's so red he's lights, just blending back. Red all, suit. He's wow. bl- he's blending in. So much red happening. He's just going on about how. you call him Big Red. Very close. I'm just. He's like, uh, you know, you're never gonna be anything in this. You're a piece of shit. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you don't talk to people like this. Like, how dare you come in and insult? Like, what do you have to say for yourself? And uh, I'm just like, I've never seen a floating head be so angry. And the room erupts with laughter. And the dude just like Storms off the stage he's just like Fuck this oh, That dude never did comedy again dude I remember his name now But I'm not gonna say it <laughs>
0: uh, Dude that's hilarious uh, Yeah I mean I feel like in six years of Of doing stand up Is it all in Santa Cruz? Have you Like is that No nah, like, dude oh, I mean yeah. I'm talking about like Based out of Like or where you Based that, like,
1: out Yeah no when I started doing comedy I was based in Santa Cruz okay. And like I like to think that I've been a pretty big part of the Santa Cruz comedy community, basically since I started. Because, okay, I, um, probably about two years in, I started running my own shows and putting up events and stuff like that. But
0: yeah, I mean, that's how I met, kind of got to know you was yeah. like coming out and doing the Tuesday stuff. RIP,
1: Bart Cheese.
0: Yeah, RIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some fun, some fun nights because it was. I mean, it was a chance to kind of really work on, at least I felt it was like a place that you kind of had for people to come really work on stuff and really kind of express themselves in different ways, where where it was like really open.
1: That was the point of that Uh, show, man. That's all of the shows really besides like special event type things that were on weekends or, you know, block party type stuff like that. Like the whole weekly mic that I always wanted to run was something where it was like, not so strictly controlled and bocce's had a really cool environment for it that. was loose yeah because it was like out of the way like i remember when we first started doing my uh, you know shout out to mikey and lucia who started doing the mics there when i first started that was like one of the first places in santa cruz when i uh, that like you could get stage time at mm-hmm. a lot of the the mics and stuff in santa cruz were a little bit kind of regulated to where as far as like like
0: comedy and stuff
1: where it was like you're either gonna get like the first spot or the last spot if you're new oh stuff like that yeah so where's like that was one of the first ones where it was like oh cool like i can go up at a good time in a show and try stuff out and you get feedback Uh uh-huh you know it was like oh cool (laughs) this is sick yeah and then also they they were some of the first people that were just like, "Yo, we like what you're doing," you know, and and especially as a as a, a, a starting out comic, uh-huh. you know how much it's like one person who's doing you're just like involved in that and being like, "Hey, that's a, I like this joke about this," even if yeah, like, really "Yo, cool. it's
0: not all the way there yet." Yeah,
1: man. it's like, but I like where it's this really is heading. Cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool to get any kind of compliment from that. Especially from somebody else that somebody else is in that same kind of headspace that's like thinking about stuff that they can say on a mic in a bar that's funny.
1: Totally. That's am I that. Am I am I over speaking in this like space right now? I feel like I'm just talking and you're just like No.
0: I'm listening to you, man. Okay. It's all good, bro. We're chilling. Cool. I'm interviewing you, dude. I'm getting to know okay. more about you, dude. I just don't want to come off as like Kanye West. You know what I mean? As kind of, as running <laughs> for president right now. <laughs> Not even that. Is this dude. what this is about right now? Is that what you're about to say? I already
1: ran for mayor of Santa Cruz. I've I've achieved my goals of okay. having my schwa for mayor sticker exist within the mayor's office. The currently sitting mayor. Shout out! Shout out to the currently sitting mayor of Santa Cruz. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he has but, my merch. That's amazing that's amazing uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, that's how everybody brings you up at the plate like everybody's like it's the mayor of Santa Cruz and then you're like, that's like when I first started I was like, this guy's I mean, this guy's gotta be something to be getting that that kind of you know introduction.
1: hilarious enough, the person who started inter- introducing me as that is uh DNA oh, really? when DNA still ran uh the blue Lagoon on Thursdays. He, uh, just started, we were just fucking around one day. Like when it was just like, yeah, so what do you want to bring me? Yeah. You know, it was just like, I was thinking like the mayor of Santa Cruz, you know, it was like, fuck it. So this was, fat- <laughs> sh- this was Fatchewa days where I was just like, I'm not a tall dude. I was rubbing the edges of 200 pounds. You know what I mean? Just gross. And all I wore was Adidas snap off track pants and then a flannel, and then another flannel. Okay. It was a heavy look, dude. It was a heavy look, and I was fucking wide and hairy. And he's just like, this is the mayor of Santa Cruz. <laughs> and I would just come out and be like, what's up? What's up, Santa Cruz? I'm here to shake babies and kiss feet. What I'd <laughs> <laughs> Get on tables and shake people's hands and be like, vote for me. It was sick. It was a very fun, it, it was the funnest intros I think I ever did. It was very like pro wrestling, very.
0: That's cool. That it just carried on all the way until like.
1: Yeah, well, I just made I stickers, dude. It's just Schwab from Mary. Hit me up. Hit me up on Instagram, Double Vision. If you want to get some Schwab from Mare stickers, I will gladly send them to you.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of want one now that we're talking about it. I probably have some in my backpack. I got you. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll have to take a picture of I'll have to take a picture of it or something. Definitely, man. Uh what is like the Okay, so yeah, I wanna know what like your absolute number one worst experience on stage is, like bombing wise.
1: Uh, like I wanna
0: know like a pretty bad like bombing? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Because well, definitely... I
0: figured, like, there's times where there's times where I've seen the audience just, like, not get what you're doing. Yeah, I don't even know if it's bombing. More of they're just, like, I think they kind of are just nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, I
1: totally agree with that, man. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of, like, uh, emotional in my brain. Like, wow, I was just... Bomb. Like, this, the same mm. way that like, a lot of, like... Comics, I think, describe bombing as just, like, the worst feeling on Earth. And, like, you're just like, oh, I feel like I'm fucking floating in space and there's nothing. And it's like, yeah, that shit, that
0: shit. because, like, you can exaggerate. yeah. My
1: worst bombs, I just lean into it more. And then you, it's like if, if you're bombing because a crowd is, like, like, like offended by something. It's just like, well, no, you just double down uh-huh. and you just make it even worse. And then you get fucking, I've had bombs where. you
0: Yeah, that's like, a, it's like a challenge. I've seen you, I've seen you do that. It's like, a, well, it's, it's interesting.
1: It's, you don't, I guess I don't ever feel that feeling of just like, wow, I bombed because I never go on stage with like. I'm going to do this joke and then this joke and then this joke and then this joke. And Uh it's like perfectly crafted. And I got this set. How do you, how do you go up there then? It's like, all right, here's what the, the technique that's always worked best for me, best for me is you have a selection of, of jokes that like you do work on that. You do do like the fine tuning and stuff on, Uh but you just make a, a list of them before, right before you get on. Just so it's fresh in your head and you have written something down. So you're like, all right, cool. I got like that joke about you know butt fucking and like kind men and uh <laughs> you know, the exorcist. Like you just it's you're not even writing everything out, yeah. you're just writing like notes. But you know how that joke goes. And then you know, like, all right, this is our quiver. This is the quiver that we're gonna work for tonight. You know, and if you get lost somewhere through, like you have the you never uh-huh. you never put that like the joke that your brain goes to instantly like you have the you have like the, the ones that are just like in there so if you stumble you're just like all right cool we got this you have at least f- like 3 to 4 new ideas that you want to work on that you're like oh i got a bit about this today yeah and then you have like three or four Ones that you have, but like you're trying to tighten up, so it's like you have this thing of air. Like imagine being on, a, like sitting on a horse. So what
0: you're saying is like you have some stuff that is in the back of your head where it's like this can. Oh, I can always bring this out if I need to, but then you're thinking about this so other kind of. You'd like departmentalize these jokes almost in your head, where you yeah, have like, these are solid ones. These ones need a little more. These ones are newer. Well,
1: and even the solid ones, like. I wouldn't even say that a the, the solid one's a done one. It's just one that's so, like, rubbed into your ruts into your Yeah, brain. I guess
0: done isn't a good word, but it's, like, yeah, it's it's, it's you kind know? of, like, on a further, it's on the next level.
1: Well, yeah. it's an instinctual one, because if you get tripped up, like, one of the first ones is, like, I got, like, I have three ones that yeah. I can just go to if I'm like, fuck, what was the other thing that I was trying to work on? It's almost like didgeridoo breathing. Okay. You know, where they do that thing where you like puff up your cheeks so you have that much air so you can breathe in through your nose. So it's like if I'm coming to the end of a joke and I'm just like, fuck, I forget what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's your residual air joke. I got that thing gotcha. about fucking violins and fiddles. I got Exorcist. I got fucking yeah, I you know, Nice saying. Guy's butt. Fuck. It's just like, you're just like, you're, it's like instinctual brain can go into that, mm-hmm. and it's then like about memory stuff, yeah. yeah and yeah. then about halfway through that one, you're like, Now I remember, I was gonna talk about this thing that happened with my neighbor earlier that made me think about this thing, okay? You know, so it's that little parachute of space to be like,
0: So you're kind of like weaving together like stuff that's happening day to day that you're trying to turn into this that you're always trying to, you're trying to turn stuff into instinctual stuff exactly and By then the you're end trying of it, to yeah build more instinctual stuff but you're you want to keep that new day to day like you basically you're just trying to always like write new stuff on stage I guess
1: that's the purpose of mics which is what most people at you know like still I mean I recently quit comedy so I don't even I wouldn't even put myself at this level because I quit comedy. But uh the level of most of the people probably that you're gonna be talking to on this, yeah, at least right now, and like most comics that we deal with is fucking mics. Yeah. Open mics.
0: Yeah, it's a lot it's a it's a lot of open mics. It's been like I would say for me it's been like ninety five percent open mics.
1: Yeah. And let's be honest, man, bar shows weekend bar shows are literally uh maybe a half step up. From an open mic. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean,
0: you just have a bigger audience is
1: all. <laughs> it depends on the bar show, man. Sometimes depends. you're basically just doing an open mic yeah, on I a mean, Friday. Yeah,
0: I mean,
1: the... Uh, that's booked beforehand.
0: There's, like, a few bar shows that they get, like, good crowds. Yeah. That I've been a part oh, of.
1: there's definitely those, two, man. It's just and then
0: I've also been in, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> very, it's very hit or miss, I think. And, you know, during the week... A lot of the time, the audience at an open mic, you know, the feedback that you're going to get, like, you, there's, like, I can remember the open mics where there was, like, good good crowds. They're, like, there's, like, yeah. a handful of them. Where oh, it was, like, yeah. It was, like, a really good crowd, and then everybody was, it was, like, not even just all comics. It was, like, actual people that were hanging out in the bar, which is amazing.
1: That's, I was just which talk- is amazing.
0: It's, it's amazing, yeah.
1: I was just talking to Jen about that, man. We were just, like, man, you know what's crazy about this whole open mic scene is, like, I feel like I can count on my hands and my feet in six years. Like I remember shows with good audiences, you know? And yeah. it, I think we were making some deeper point about like, uh, how people only, uh, remember like bad shit that anyone's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So basically being a good person is spacing out any bad shit that you do between a bunch of good shit uh. because no one remembers good shit that you've done. Like, they just no, remember it just goes unnoticed. The one or two times that you spazzed. it's what's supposed to happen. So you're
0: just like, oh, it's just exactly. happening. And then with yeah. like bad stuff, you're like, oh, this isn't this isn't what's supposed to happen.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So actually, having a like, hey, it was relationship shit. Was like, people who look back on any relationship that like didn't work out, but wasn't like, yo, this person was fucking psycho. It's like, oh no, they just spaced out. Terrible acting out or bad shit or whatever, <laughs> far enough to where you're like, I don't want to deal with this, but like, I still care about this person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like everyone's got a bad relationship where they're just like, no, this person was a psycho mm-hmm. because it's just because their bad shit was too close together and it wasn't spaced out enough, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's a good, I guess that's a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, that's so how you look at history, too, man. Think about it. Like, you know, people are like... In, yeah, the in, bad... In a, I mean, that's a
0: good... Yeah, the bad periods in history are... A lot of bad stuff is happening frequently.
1: Well, I'm just saying that with, like, crazy woke culture shit now, too. It's like, dude, they're trying to cancel Gandhi. You know what I mean? Like, and Gandhi did do some weird shit. Like, Gandhi slept with, like, children in his bed and stuff. But, like... I think... That seems like retroactive, like that seems like looking back at bad relationships, you know, mm-hmm. and trying to find Dude, the it. It seems to
0: me like what's happening is there's people that get like knowledge, like of you know, of like a, of a person through history or something like you're talking about, or yeah. they get like a full spectrum of a human being. Where they see the good and the bad of a person, yes, they and they see it, and that's like the human condition, right? We see like, yeah, we see a person as a spectrum. There's all these things that this person has done with their life, and what's good and bad, and
1: if they got a shadow, if it, they're not a, if it's not a mural of someone, and they're a three dimensional existing human person, I who think has a shadow. They're like, as soon as they see the shadow part, they're like, what. I think it's what? not, it's, you know, it's
0: it's case by case, dude, for sure. Yeah. You know, because there are some people that have done some really shitty things that have a big shadow there 100%. Um, but the, there are some people that I think the thing was acceptable at a certain time and place t- in the cultural context, dude. I hate to
1: cut you off right here. I have to piss so bad, dude. You That's know, okay. Right.
0: No worries. Edit for Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And, and we're back and we're, like back, back,
1: and we're back, and we're back. back. I didn't mean uh, to interrupt on the fucking... You, you were making okay. a great point, dude. I was,
0: I was hitting some... I was speaking some, some stuff. Uh, well no What I was saying is I think it's case-by-case case basis when we're talking about this... this cancel culture stuff that... I don't know what to call it. Kant's culture, like you were saying uh, just uh, like looking at somebody and seeing the full well yeah that's what I was saying looking at somebody and seeing like the full spectrum of them and then seeing things they've done that are now in the time, and like in, you know in our in society I guess and like the sphere in the media or like in the what is it the
1: just the world do you just what it's okay the to-
0: Zeitgeist no, that's a very good. Word uh, it's we become much more aware. We're trying to be much more accepting of others and all you know everything. Huh. They're it's like we're always going to be building and and going through like uh, learning and and having to constantly be aware of things and having to practice new.
1: I, I think that the that is the. The crux of that, dude, what you're saying right there is building. So this is the problem that I keep saying with what's going on, with, with dealing with. I I know so many people who've gotten in trouble for saying something, who are like, yo, dude, they're the most on the side of whatever they're getting in trouble for, mm-hmm. and like you're not getting in real trouble. Is just, I don't think that anyone who gets. Cancelled for saying something problematic. Who's like... A young person... Who's trying to do comedy... Who's genuinely funny... Yeah. Who... Has... Is friends with people... In comedy... Like, Like... That's not where racist people get made. That's not where... Like... Necessarily... Like sexist people get made. It's like... But when you paint people as being this entire idea that's this whole negative idea for saying something that they thought was funny Uh that's I think how you almost create that because if someone's like hey man I was just trying to be funny and I said something and then it becomes this huge thing where it's just like no like this person's this and you get enough people selling something that they're this way yeah. they're just gonna be like well fuck it I guess I'm this now because it was yelled at me so much you know and, and, and w- when you're talking about building mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about canceling Gandhi I'm just like yeah wasn't it like Gandhi like a huge thing for just like human rights and shit like that wasn't he like a dude who just was like hey everybody should just love each other Wasn't? It, wouldn't you see that as a building block of creating a better more accepting world and then to go back and... If it's, you're, if
0: you're, it's, you're, that's a weird... It's, it's hard to say, like... It's hard to say with certain people they could be building blocks of a good represent. You could almost make an argument, and this is just like... 100%. I'm
1: yeah, going to play arguments.
0: devil's advocate here right now. I'm
1: going to say, like,
0: Bill Cosby was, like, could have been influential, like, with the Bill Cosby show. And, like, the family values that were portrayed on that show.
1: A hundred percent. I see what you're saying.
0: And you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like And he was on TV and shit. And so, like, a lot of people saw that shit. Like, I watched that show. And, like, I thought that show Everyone was, saw the show. Yeah. And then you learn what he's doing the whole time. And, you, and, and it's, like, it's just, like, the same thing goes for all these people that have lived these lives. And then you find out of something about them. Like, anybody. Like, Michael Jackson... We can go make, make a whole list if we want to. There's just a whole, like, like, group of people in, like, the world or society that's, like, they've made great art or something that's influential to many people in a positive way. And then they're also, like, morally, ethically do things that are, like, disgusting.
1: I think the bigger takeaway from that is because what did Michael Jackson do as, like, like besides making dope-ass music and shit... That like got a nation of people fucking grooving and dealing World, with shit. He, dude. Yo, first trans dude, first transracial. I think I think Michael Jackson did more for race relations than anybody because he became white, and people were like, "Yo, dude, like I already got down with this dude's music, but now he's also white. Like, fuck yeah!" Like, racist people were just like, "I wasn't allowed to like this music before, but goddamn, it now I can't." You saw what Michael Jackson became. He trans white dude
0: I thought it was because he had a Wasn't it because he had like a
1: skin disease I don't think that that matters I think that what actually matters is what happened And Michael Jackson became a cute black child With an afro And he became an old white woman Who's scary But he was still making hits You know what I mean
0: the world make it a <laughs> Exactly. But, so, the,
1: the better point that I'm making, though, is, like, look at, uh, what was Bill Cosby doing the whole time? You know what I mean? He was, he was telling black people to act better. Meanwhile, he's raping everybody. hmm Michael Jackson's telling like, everybody to, like, love okay. children, and he's giving to charities, and he's, like, again, on paper... These are the two of the wokest motherfuckers there is. You know, they're like, yo, as a people, we should act better. Mm-hmm. Yo, world, let's bring everybody together and raise money for children. And it's like, meanwhile, they're doing all that foul shit. My main takeaway from this is that the people who are being all woke and shit, the people who are being the wokest, and the people who are being the most outspoken about that shit, look out for them. Okay. they're suspects.
0: I see what you're saying. Yeah. People that are like super gun ho be like, Why are you so gun ho?
1: I know some people involved in comedy who are the most like yo, we need to make this shit more fucking about women being on and we need to make this more about like you know, diversity and all this type of shit. And I'm just like who are fucking sketch? Like It's like the the most outspoken people in comedy about things that aren't comedy. It's like, just keep one eye on them, dude. Pull a chameleon. Just make sure they're not... Because those are the people who are going to fuck you on money. Those are the people who are going to fuck you on just like, well, uh, spreading rumor type... Like, the most woke people and shit... Or, like, who you have to look out for. Just to anybody who's into comedy or, like, gonna think about getting into comedy is because... You know why those people act like that? Because they're not working on jokes. So instead of going through the standard procedure of, of, of... I am good at telling jokes, therefore I should be getting things in comedy they're going through all the other points in it they're going through oh we have we have the most diverse show we have the the show with the most trans disabled indian women on it you know and that's your selling point instead of being like hey it's a really good comedy show and it's you're just talking about like merit versus like yeah i'm just talking about like you this is a good show it's here at this time. You can always catch it. It's free or it's this many dollars. I think... I think there's, like, a... Because what you're talking about is... I'm not saying that every single one no, of what things... No, but what you're
0: talking like about is, like, directly... It's, like, directly applicable to, like, a company hiring people. Um, and there has to, you know... And there's, throughout history, we've seen... Like this back and forth between, you know, like the company trying to structure it and having like unions and having, you know, HR become more of an evolved thing in the workplace. Absolutely. And then uh, like the, the you know, the HR, you know, getting more involved in like staffing and recruiting and this there's like a whole like the data now that goes into that and stuff. It's a lot more... I would say there's a lot more ways to. That's like a that's like a big system, you know. And now we're you're talking about something that's that's you look at that big wide system, right? That where they're using like diff- they're having somebody take a test, and then they're having them take an interview, then they're having them do like a group interview. Well, tests
1: are racist, dude? You haven't heard the news that standardized testing is racist? How is it racist? I don't know. I just heard that. I read it. I didn't read the article. You just saw it. Well, now I just repeat information that I see as articles on the internet. It's just being like, well, no, this is this is racist.
0: Is that what we were just talking?
1: No, that's just what I do now, <laughs> because I'm trying to fit in with the equilibrium of of these systems, you know. Anyways, what I was trying to
0: <laughs> what I was trying to get to with that is, you know, with HR and stuff like that, there's this big system where you have, you know, there's four different quantifiers that they use to you know, hire somebody, just select somebody, right? Yeah. Comedy is nowhere near having somebody take a, you know, having somebody take a group interview or, like, having one person follow them around and watch them perform at four different shows and evaluate the same set they do. And, there's, you know, there's, no, there's nobody, like, really mining that data for comedy. So I feel like it's very... Like, you're trying to have it be more pure based on merit. That's what you're saying here is, I mean, based on who's funny. Like, the funniest people should be on the shows. Like, it should be based on... I'm
1: not trying to do any of that. It's just, I kind of always loved that about comedy. Yeah, And it's like it's not something that I'm trying to push. No, I'm just saying that's what you you would value. That's what you would want, right? Well, it's just what happens eventually. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At like, like I was saying earlier, is like once you get outside of the whole open mic level of stuff, at the end of the day, the people who are successful, like, and not just successful as in like they're making money from something, but successful as in like you're gonna get remembered as the greatest who did this, mm-hmm. is merit based. You yeah, I think I so. Mean? I think
0: it's like quality
1: of content. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: just, it's just built into the thing. Do you think what, it's quality
0: uh, of content mixed with the balance of being in a, in an environment that captures that like in the best way? 100%. I mean, like, I mean, right now we're sitting here, like we could be sitting, you know, if we had a bunch of people paying attention to us, like sitting in like a, like a stadium, you know, and like the, we're talking to the loudspeaker. Well, yeah, I mean,
1: again, in the podcast game, like you're kind of dealing with the same thing, where it's just like, who's killing it the hardest in podcasts? People who started early and people who had good content. Yeah, like there's yes, there's things that are like come up. You know, you were talking earlier, uh, off mic and shit. You were just like, yeah, you ever watch Barstool? I was like, not really. But like, there's a good example of some shit that's like, later in the game, bunch of hype. Yeah, you know I mean, that's how it's just, we're just like, well, yeah. So
0: they were, yeah, I think they were like somebody that was, you know, they started small and then, you know, grew to be this, it got some crazy funding and shit. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, I think that's what I'm trying to, yeah, I think it's a, it's I I don't know how much of a mix it is. I don't think it's like 50 50, but I think it's like somewhat of a mix of,
1: it depends on your situation, dude. Yeah. I think, it, and and that's how I think any of this shit is, but I the the metric that I'm focusing on more than anything is just over a long period of time and remembered throughout history, mm-hmm. the people who were fucking undeniably sick at something will always be remembered for being undeniably sick yeah. at something. Success to me in a field does not mean like, yo, you're getting fucking accolades and awards and all you know, like shit like that it's like yeah that's cool and that's what people do strive for I'm not saying that I don't strive for that shit too mm-hmm. but at the end of the day even if I don't ever make anything out of my shit with with comedy and no one who ever performed with me did either I know that for at least as long as those people are alive they'll be like you know who is fucking funny Schwab like that dude was funny as shit. Mm-hmm. He never fucking you know no, got anything dope. out. Yeah. Of it. it was just like that, and that's the only reason to do something. Like the only reason to do something is because you love it and you want to fucking do it well.
0: Yeah, I think that it. Uh, I think you start to just chase like a certain feeling that you get from doing that thing, sure. and that's the feeling that you want to have
1: true some people get addicted to fucking killing and that's why they don't do new jokes they just just
0: want that yeah they just want that mostly like you know people that you know people that i'd say people that you know get famous off of playing like they have like a a couple good like they're not like a one hit wonder or they have like a one good album and they tore it into the ground because it and it's just like well,
1: I and do, they come you, back you know for the like the reunion, you know. You do know the other side of that one too, though. What? That I was definitely seen a couple of times, like especially when I was like super into music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember seeing. Uh, that was an early changing of that thought for me. Was I remember going to see the Mars Volta when I was a kid, and I fucking I remember oh, those first two. What well, I, I didn't know about the, the first first one. But then first two Mars records Like You know as a young Experimenting with drugs Fucking type individual You're just like What the fuck <laughs> I love this shit And then I went to go see him play live And it sounded different mm-hmm. And then they were playing like Other songs like
0: better or what
1: Oh it just sounded It was I mean that's a very heavily produced album You know Yeah It's like a, There's layers and layers of tracks That are uh-huh. like Meticulously done And like Now here's Eight dudes trying to Recreate this thing live You know It's gonna be different And I was like Ooh this is different And then they played some shit That wasn't on the album I was like well, Why are they playing this I wanna hear what's on the album But you know This is when you're Fucking 14 hmm You don't know how to What a concert is But How many times have you seen that With like the, the uh, uh Shows on the beach and at the boardwalk in Santa Cruz where it's like Blue Oyster cold would play they'd open with Don't Fear the Reaper they'd play some other shit that nobody knew because nobody ever listened to the rest of Blue Oyster Coal and then right in the middle they'd play Godzilla and people would be like oh shit yeah go go Godzilla and then they'd play a bunch of other shit that like nobody knew because it was either new shit or like yeah and then they'd end with Don't Fear the Reaper. And it's like, I think that's a lot more of, like, why you see comics getting into that rut of, like, I just want to do good and not write anything new. You know, it's... If a band like Blue Oyster cold who's huge, you know what I mean, like, still opens and closes with the same song... And then puts the only other buffer in the middle, and like through the rest of their set, people are just like not really feeling it. Like
0: yeah, that's it's gotta be, it's gotta be weird to just be known for like one thing.
1: Yeah, to be just. Well, you also set yourself up like that though too. I think you know, like if you set up your career in a way where it's just like, all right, cool, we got these two hits. Like, we'll make other stuff, but we're I mean, going to you know, tour Do up. you think they knew there was going to be hits, though? They got other hits, dude. Blue Easter Coal has some other hits, dude. They're pretty fucking Well, how band.
0: do you know? Like, when I... For example, like, I just... You know, like, any band... Like, when they make an album and you put it out, how do you... Do you... I mean, do you think they know kind of what an idea of... this? like, okay, we have a good single here. Like, the first track is good. The third track, we feel like, is our best track on the year,
1: or... I, mean, I don't know how do you. I I think so, and I think that also most bands that you're hearing, or in up till now, uh, probably up till, I would say probably about five years ago, is how like the music industry worked and shit. It's like that's what producers are there for. That's what like. Yeah. Working for a record company and shit. Like, I mean they, they they're but they're
0: it's for. it's. It's a very small audience when you consider like the sample size of like the world. When you release an album, you know, like you have a small group of people that's listening to the thing before it's released, and we're all kind of y'all kind of like, okay, this is good, yeah. But it's all, it, I mean, I know that they're put there for a reason, and they've probably done, you know, they have a lot of experience. But even then, still, you don't, you don't really know. I mean, there's probably there's definitely some albums that have flopped where they probably,
1: like they. You know, they made it sound, yeah. like, good. And well, dude, just... that's what the concept of a B-side is, dude. Like, be, like some of the best songs from any band that, are, like, were even huge bands are the fucking B-sides. Because it's like, oh, yeah, no, the record company and, like, the producers and stuff, it was like, we're putting this, like, front and center. These are going to be the singles off of this. And it's just like, like you can even look at it with, uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Sabbath, dude. B-Sides off of Black Sabbath are some of the sick shit ever, dude. Planet Caravan. That's a record. That's a a fucking song off a record. Mm -hmm. That no producer would ever be like, yeah, no, this is going to be the single. (laughs) But if you put out Planet Caravan as a single from fucking Paranoid, Probably more of America would have been like I'm gonna check out this like chill
0: okay, Yeah, I see what you're saying. Chill Band. I feel like uh, These chill British guys. You know who did that recently, I think, and actually kinda of pulled it off and at least in my opinion is uh Slipknot. They had a new single that they put out that wasn't on the album. Yeah. That got a lot of like the single was really good. It was like one of my favorite songs from like the music they put out recently, mm-hmm. but it was like the single to kind of tease the album release, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you're talking about right now. And then, like, I when you said that, I was thinking, like, slip not that really well because they dropped that all out life, and then you're like, this is a really good song, and then they're like, oh, an album's coming
1: out. Well, was, it, was it that different from the album though?
0: Really similar, I think,
1: it exactly. Was, but is it that, that's kind of what I was saying is like. Depending on the signal, the, the oh, signal, if it's the single. different from the album, yeah. Well, because lots of really good records well, actually, have, it is
0: different from the album if you think about it. Because the new, the new Slipknot album, there's a lot of like slower songs on it and stuff, so it there is it, yeah. like a it is different.
1: And so it's it's a way of selling. Like singles have always been the way of selling the rest of the record. Yeah, you know, but a lot of times, the single from something, is either the best one. Or the, like, I don't know, the most different from everything. So then, if people get fished in by the fucking single, yeah, they're they're like, I don't really like the rest of this record, but I do like this song. It's a, it's an old way of selling records, you know. It's it's kind of where it you is. don't really see that.
0: Method now you music. just see,
1: yeah, because now you just see guys. Now you see singles as a way to build your whole career.
0: And SoundCloud and just dropping stuff as fast as you can. And now, well, now it's just a race to put out the Now next... people
1: were just building a whole career off of singles.
0: Yeah. Right? That's what I was gonna say. Now it's just a race to put out the next like single that's gonna get used. And like not for... even
1: just with uh, with music, with comedy. Oh yeah. That's what Schultz's doing. Yep. That's what Norman's I mean, doing. You know, like, yeah. I mean that's what yeah. I mean that's it's these hitters, the single hitters. <laughs>
0: It's like, uh, yeah, it's like one minute. I mean, that's what I, that's what I try to do is, is, you know, find like in a if a video recording of me find like a, a one minute joke or something that I can put online. And, the way to do it. And just keep getting those, you even,
1: know, dude, Even the long form podcasts and shit, like,
0: like what we're doing right now. Yeah.
1: Even even the Rogan shit, even the fucking you know two hour podcast things, they're getting more views. On here's a six minute section of this two this two hour long thing. Yeah. Here's a little bit of this. Yeah. So it's like taking a single off the record right, and okay, selling yeah, the record. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah.
0: Um, oh yeah. Dude, like yeah, we went we went way deep on some shit then <laughs> just now. Super tangent. Uh I wanted to talk to you about glass blowing.
1: Let's talk about it.
0: Because you told me that you did that when I first kind of met you. And you're like, yeah, did I blood last And I was like, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, how did you... Like, one day were you just like, I want to learn how to do this, or...?
1: Uh, kind of. So, when I was a kid, uh, Dr. Seuss had this book of uh, stuff that you can do. Okay. It was interesting. It was this whole... I think it might have been like an A to Z book. And it was like illustration of just like, oh, the thing is it, it was not like, oh the places you can go. It's like oh the things you can do. And it was talking about just jobs. hmm And one of them was glass blowing. You know, and it was just like that, you know, doctor Dr. Seuss yeah. character. And he's just like, you know, he's got a blow tube and he's got this you know hot orange thing on the end of it. And I remember seeing that as a kid and just being like, whoa. That's wild And then I think when I was like Fuck I want to say like 14, 15 Because I started glass blowing Between 15, 16 Mm -hmm. uh, I met this kid I was playing music Down in San Diego At this like This camp thing It was really sick dude They, They basically Kids from all over the world Would come to this This camp And you'd be like, yo, I play guitar, I play drums, I play bass. And they would arrange you into a band based on, like, you'd be like, what's my top five favorite? And you'd be like, all right, cool, you're going to, like, play music with these kids for a week. You'd play music, write a song. That was dope, dude. It was (laughs) one of the coolest things ever. And uh, this kid that I met from Hawaii who, like... Damn, looking back, I'm just like, whoa, this kid was fucked up. Like But uh he had this he had this pendant that was a little you know, you see them all the time, them little mushroom pendant things. But this one had some like more flavor to it. Okay. He was like, Oh, there's some like stylization to that. I was like, damn, that's pretty sick. he's like, Yeah, I saw the guy make this. Like I know the guy who made this. Oh, cool. I was like, No way. He's like, Yeah, no, you just it's a torch and like da 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 and like it's a thing, that's a thing that you can do. It's like it just got stuck in my head. And I ended up making some money off of some childhood investments and uh basically turning it into glass blowing equipment. Oh, nice. And I was blowing glass and making pipes all through high school and shit. So it was like, you know, there's definitely you could go to the uh you can go to the corner store and buy a pipe From the Chinatown shop And everything like But all that shit sucked You know mm-hmm. it was super thin and it was like whatever it's like, it one of my favorite things about going back home at least for holidays and shit Is you end up seeing high school friends And they have a pipe That I made when I was like 16 You know it's janky as shit And the colors are all fucked up And like it's lumpy But like I made everything thick you know yeah I mean, I really, like So it wouldn't break Because That's what you're dealing. You know when you're Fucking A teenager Smoking weed Uh huh You're like Sometimes I don't... shit gets Like you know yeah. Thrown out of the way Like a parent dude. comes into the room And you just
0: gets Thrown out the window Dude you were making Like the Nokia phone Exactly of Yes Dude
1: <laughs> Yes That's always That's the production Stuff that I make now Most of it I make as Durable shit Okay it's like oh, you walk into a, a smoke shop, and my number one thing that I always have on top of my little, you know, my glass case, yeah, is I have a two by four and a fucking nail, and that's what I take for my spoons, which is like my best selling thing. Is these really thick, fumed spoons, and I'll just go up to the counter and I'll just be like, "Yo, what up? I got the, I got a bunch of production spoons and stuff. I don't know what you guys are at right now, like." hundred percent of the time dealing with shop owners. It's just like it's usually a Persian dude, not being racist, just chill. But uh it's usually a Persian dude just being like, but they I have so much, you know, like look at and I'm just like What's what's your price? And I'm just like these wholesale I get forty for these all day, and this is why. You know, I'll sell them to you wholesale for twenty. Check it. And then I take one out, I put the fucking 2x4 on the counter, uh-huh. and they hammer in a nail. I'm just like, no cracks, no nothing. What's up? Can you do that with any of your pipes? Occasionally you get somebody to do it, <laughs> and then they break something. Most of the time, they're just like, okay, cool. Everything's good. Sometimes they get mad because they broke one of their own pipes. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's on you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, every once in a while, one of my pipes breaks while I'm knocking at a thing. It's just like, I'll take the L, dude, and chug it. I'll do another one. Yeah. And then the second one does it. It's like every once in a while, something just like doesn't Yeah,
0: something's out. older. Yeah, it's what yeah, makes yeah. sense. That's I don't cool, know. Glass-blown
1: fucking rules, dude. And it's it's honestly gone a similar way to comedy, though, where it's become a more... Uh, but Basically, when I started doing it, not as many people did it. And then I think because of Instagram, I think because of... Facebook, everything because of the whole internet connection, those Mm -hmm. things. Everyone, people get like, I should be, I should do this. Yeah,
0: people get into stuff and, yeah, and figure out other things.
1: Ultimately, I think that's really sick, but it's, it also, it's, it's just become one of those things where, like, I started when I was fucking 15, which was, we're in 2020 now, and I'm, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, 30 next year.
0: So, they're doing it fuck, doing it when twice as long.
1: 2005 ish. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So, it it when uh, that was the thing is like when I started doing glassblowing and stuff, I, it was just in my garage and then by the time I had started meeting other people, like the scene especially for pipe making was so small. It was crazy. There was one site. There was one Website wow. glasspipes.org, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> That's great. like you, you, like you know that these people were like who were like killing it in the game on this were consistently doing stuff. But mm-hmm. maybe they would post like once every like six months, you'd see like a new banjo piece. Yeah, and it was like once every like year or two, you'd see like a new piece from this person, and you'd be like, whoa. And it was wild, but like everyone would share all their information and stuff, and like you could, you could set up a road trip just through, just someone's emails on there, and you'd be like, "Hey, okay, hey, Mister, hey, Mister hey, Marble Slinger, like, <laughs> this is my stuff. Like, I, like, I mean, God, honestly, it, it was just a smaller version of like how Instagram is now, like how you link with people on fucking anything that you're into. Mm-hmm. Send them a DM, hope they fucking hit you back." Same thing with fucking comedy, art, pussy, anything. You know? Yeah. You're just like yo, I like what you're doing here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you just gotta you gotta take that step. You gotta reach yeah. out. You gotta connect. I think that's one thing I learned in school that was important it was like just you know, networking and and learn making connections and uh just you know, having different levels and varying, you know, people that you involve yourself with and all kinds of things like that and it's uh it's a valuable lesson to learn uh i think from you learn from like trial and error i think with people but also you kind of develop like an ability to recognize like situations that aren't going to be good for you um and don't do those situations (laughs) or don't be a part of those situations but uh dude i uh i really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and do this episode with me today Cool. we kind of went on some
1: uh, yeah thanks for letting me talk at you for a long time
0: it was cool I feel feel like I got to learn a lot about um, (laughs) like your start in comedy and we yeah we got to we had a good conversation I
1: think I feel like it wasn't a very good conversation I feel like I just talked a bunch and they asked me some stuff but maybe next time we could start the podcast when I get here because I think we would have had a, I think I think the four hours that we talked and hung out, yeah, before this whole thing was like a way better podcast. You know what I mean?
0: Uh huh. Maybe. It
1: went I back. Don't know. It, it went back and forth. I think a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being.
0: I don't think. I think you're being like the point was to interview you.
1: All right. I just think that's weird. I, like I don't feel like a person that should be interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> well i i mean i did fuck i did uh i may be the mayor of a town i may own my own business and fucking create opportunities for other people but i still just don't feel like i
0: i felt like you were should be interviewed somebody that i wanted to bring on here because you know i you're somebody that i saw a lot at the open mics you know and uh
1: You're reinforcing my point. (laughs) I am. (laughs) No, but thank you so much for having me on, man. Thank you for inviting (laughs) me into your house. Yeah. Yo, before we go, what's the deal with this downstairs bathroom, man? What do you mean? I really enjoy the style of it. Because I just noticed the last time I was in it, that there's a diversion to, like, a shower head. I have no idea why
0: that's there. But
1: there's no shower. Is it, like... It's like a kitchen sprayer attached to my toilet.
0: Yeah, do you guys not have a shower? I have a shower upstairs. Oh, okay. That's like a... <laughs> I don't know if it's like a bidet or if it's like for cleaning the toilet.
1: I think it's pretty rad.
0: I don't know if it even works.
1: We should try to it out. You can go try it man. out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you want to leave your IG?
1: Yeah, you can check out my uh, Instagram at Double Vision. Just double up all the letters. D-D-O-O-U-U, etc.
0: It sounds like you're singing the safety dance song. Oh, yeah. But you're singing... Your behind. <laughs> <D-D-O-U>. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave you dun, your friends dun, dun, dun,
1: behind. D-D-O-O-U-U. You can leave your friends
0: behind.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it's double vision. Just you double up dance. all the letters. You could dance. I got glass on there. <laughs> I'm going to get back on to post and stuff. But my stories a fire. Uh, but if you want to get Schwa from Air stickers, if you want to buy any in my glass, it's on there. Probably you could figure out about whatever comedy shows are paying me that I'm doing. Uh, I'll, I'll put them on there with some sick tunes. My Hell story yeah. game's tight.
0: One of my favorite things, I'm going to post a picture up probably when I post this. It's the picture from when we did that Valentine's Day show. Yes. And Schwa was auctioning off the comics to yes. the audience.
1: And yeah, live human auction as <laughs> uh, one of the greatest ideas for shows I think that we ever had. Oh man, it was amazing! It was, uh, it was so
0: much fun. I I had fun doing my set because I got some laughs, but then I think the best part about it was sitting there and watching Schwa just look at me and then try to sell me to like each person, just like going in the audience. Oh yeah, just like. Look at this guy. Come on. Who's got who's got 15? Like, like you were 15, st- 15.
1: Do I hear 20? Yeah. 20, 20 <laughs> in the back? 20, 30, 35, 40. 40, 40. the gentleman. 40 the gentleman who looks like he's going to write. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. No, seriously, though. Thank you for coming over and doing this podcast. It was a lot of fun.
1: Hell yeah, man. I, again, that's what I would say. I know it's hard to plug dates for anything right now, but I would say hopefully if... Com- if the world hasn't exploded, and if comedy is still going and still allowed to be done, even if it isn't, we will definitely do another Valentine's Day oh, charity I, auction. Dude, that, that was one of the best shows we ever did.
0: Just do, like, quarantine relief, like, night, like, where it's...
1: That's what we were talking about. Like, after that show, I was just like, how do we do this as a monthly? Like we Come got,
0: with a different theme each time? We
1: got Father's Day... Dude, yeah, yeah. you gotta just, like, figure that out. A Father's yeah. Day auction, just
0: human, and it's
1: always benefit shows. A human yeah. auction, it's it's so it's it's you're not supposed to do that, right? That uh, was the whole concept of it. It was just like we basically, you're, so comedy was getting too woke, right? And uh, I was just like, how funny would the concept be of doing a show where it's just like. It's only okay if you do it with white dudes. We have one black dude on the show, and, like, all his shit is going to be about, like, yo, like, how fucked up is this that we're, like, selling off a black dude, you know? But you get it to the point... (laughs) You get it to the point where female comics were just like, how come I'm not being fucking involved in this? Mm Mm-hmm successful show it's just like because if we tried to sell young women <laughs> that's the a,
0: only way white males can do comedy now is if you if we get sold afterwards we're the sold audience.
1: off for a company after a show but that's the way so this is my whole long game on this show is just like that it would get to the point where it was so good and it kept going yeah that then the lady comics would just be like it's very sexist that like the show has never booked a woman. The show has never booked a woman of color like on the show. And then the response is uh, immediately to just be like, no, you're on it. Like you're on the next one. And then watch how creepy it gets when people who are going to a comedy club to go to a show where you can buy a person (laughs) There's like now there's some fucking cute young girl up on stage talking about her pussy. And they're just like ten thousand dollars. It's like twenty thousand dollars. It's like the creepiest dudes ever. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, now you have to hang out with me for the rest of the night. It's like, this is why we didn't fuck it like. That. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it could
0: only be. I guess that's it. Yeah,
1: I just thought it would be funny to like. Oh my god. Point. It. A, I think it's very funny, and then B, it kind of points out this bigger thing of like the biggest problem in comedy is representation and booking. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: like, is it? <laughs> I think maybe the biggest problem in comedy is uh, people being funny or not. Yeah, which is what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Jeez.
0: All right. All right, dude. Thanks, man. Hell oh, yeah. <laughs>